I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift Covered. Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Absolute Radio podcast, and this is me, Frank Skinner, with uh, Emily and Gareth. Hello. Sorry, you caught us mid-joke yeah. there, but, but the other one has, has gone now. So, um, so today's show, I thought, was absolutely splendid. It was a lovely show before we go away. It was, um, yes, because uh, Garrett's going away to have a baby, mm. and so he'll be sorely missed. Um, but uh, Izzy Sooty was our guest, and she was very funny, as always. And we talked a bit about Britain's Got Talent. It we got, talked it quite got, a lot about Britain's Got Talent. It got a bit talent. out of hand, did yeah. it? I mean, some of, I, I, can I... Uh, yes, I'm not going to apologise. Well, what else is going on? Nothing else is going on. No, MPs are corrupt. Yeah, no, the FA Cup final, who cares? Collapsed. And yeah. you're going off on holiday, Frank, and you've even got your sunglasses on your head. I never do that. Like a wag. I never do that, but I didn't gel today before I went out, so I thought they'll be all right up there. Because if you've gelled, you put your sunglasses on your head, they come down after that. It's like they've been in the, the, the deep fat fryer in a chip <laughs> shop. It's, I ate that. But yes, I'm off on holiday. But I don't know why I'm telling you this, because you'll just listen to the podcast and that's all on there. Just listen. I think, honestly, I thought it was one of the most I've enjoyed all, all of them all. It was a cracker. So um, thanks for listening. We, we appreciate it. And... Uh, Enjoy. Absolute Radio. I'm Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily. I'm with Gareth. It's Hello. Saturday Hello. morning. It's morning. Britain's Got Talent final, FA Cup final. And I'm going on holiday all on the same day. Unbelievable. So, uh, yes, well, I watch Britain's Got Talent. I know everyone's talking about it, but we've got to talk about the 10 year old girl who cried. Oh, God. It was, oh, man. I, I, was, I was in bits, wow. honestly. It was the yeah. poor. Halfway through Edelweiss, there's no worse time to go, <laughs> I think. I, I don't believe her, though. I don't think there were real tears. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think the second bit was real, but you know when she initially cried? She cried in the way that every ten-year-old kid does when they want something and they can't have it. <laughs> and then she got her own way. She went, ah. Exactly. Emily cries like that at the end, at the start of every show. Once we started, I want to start again. No, no, child. I want to start again. <laughs> yeah, I thought at the end of the show, the guy who came third should have gone, oh, why can't I start again? I should be allowed to start again as well. He's actually got a higher singing voice than her, that bloke. Like the guy with the huge cape. Thing. Oh no, I felt so sorry for Holly Steele. She she was genuinely upset. That was, no child could stage that. It was or it would have been one of the great acting sorry, performances. I can't believe you just said that. Was... A child couldn't protect wouldn't do that, wouldn't risk everything by what if they'd said you can't well they did say you can't do it again. Yeah. There was a great moment. was it Ant who said it? <laughs> Ant said we've had a message from the producer, actually you can't do it again. It was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And then Simon came in and said, no, it's fine, you're going to do it. And Ant looked really cross, I thought. I thought that was great, though, because Simon at Cal obviously controls time. <laughs> so if he, he could actually stop time so that it could uh, it could happen. What he did, what I liked, it was very merciless. 
he basically they just buzzed the um, juggler after about ten seconds, so they got time for her to do it again. <laughs> I yeah. think absolutely. I think they offed a performer as well. There was going to be one more when they took him out the back and finished him off in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that when she was doing all that, then. <laughs> Susan Boyle was at home saying, oh, nobody will believe this, you little brat. You cray, cray, cray. You will tomorrow night. I'll make you cray. <laughs> then you'll cray, probably. You can cray, but can't you fight? Can't you fight, eh? Uh, that's what it'll be like. I think Susan Boyle could well be turning up armed. Uh, <laughs> oh, and no. if she doesn't win, she, she could just go postal at the end oh. of the thing and take as many people out as possible. Oh, so I didn't win. Right, neither do you. We're all losers tonight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like somebody buzzing, thinking it might stop her. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. It's Saturday. We've got Izzy Sooty coming in afterwards. It was a very, oh, she's very... She's in Peep Show, isn't she? She is from yeah. Peep Show. And, uh, and she's a very funny comedian live as well. And so uh, she's coming in. Um... Joe Rossler's on After Us. Guess who she's got coming in? I've no idea. It's Stavros Flatley. <laughs> wow. The dancing uh, Greek father the and father son. And oh, they're, they're my favourite. I want them to win. There won't be an intact piece <laughs> of crockery left in the studio. I imagine they go everywhere to Zort. He doesn't cry, that boy, does he? He holds his emotions together. He did cry. During the performance, he doesn't. His dad said to him, what are you crying for? What are you crying for? His dad did the classic dad during the performance, no. He was a professional. Mm. Unlike that holy child. (laughs) Turning on the waterworks, getting her own way. Imagine how she feels today. I mean, as that thing, it's like getting back on the horse, isn't it? You know what I mean? Now that she went back on and she sort of got through it, has that given her strength for the rest of her life, thinking that when t- when things seem that they're, they're hopeless, you can always turn it round? No, not if you throw yourself off the horse on purpose. That's different. I, I just can't believe... <laughs> She's learned that you can turn on the waterworks exactly. and get your own way for the rest of her Very life. Very bad life lesson, Frank. <laughs> You've been taught to Susan Boyle, that's <laughs> Did you see that thing with the judges? When Susan Boyle was on this week, the judges started saying... that. Simon says, look, can I just apologise? Because when you first came on this show, we really misjudged you. And and she just looked like she didn't know <laughs> what he was talking no. about. Like she hadn't heard about that bit. And and she started going, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I know. Just over, oh, it was terrifying. Was that a Manuel reference? It was. I'm sure it was a Ma- or Maybe it was just something that she used to have to say at school <laughs> a lot. But... Um, I think it was a Manuel reference, yeah. It's only a matter of time before she's being found up by Russell Brand and Jonathan Rock. <laughs> I d- has she got a grand? No, she wouldn't have a grand. She couldn't have a granddaughter, could she? No, she not never she's a virgin. She, that no. wouldn't be possible. No one's ever lanced the boil. I can't <laughs> believe! <laughs> if, Susan, if you're listening, I can only apologise. Oh, don't worry! You apologise! <laughs> so, um... Gareth's got a good Britain's Got Talent sort of jingle, haven't you? <laughs> I say Britain, you say talent. Britain's got talent. It's the DJ talent. 
The trouble is that when DJ Talent said Britain, no. Britain didn't say no, Talent. <laughs> they what? said, uh, my there you go. He doesn't leave a moment, does he? That's the problem. Is that what it is? You're supposed to go, Britain, and then everyone says Britain. He doesn't leave a moment. You know, when I was, when I was leaving uh, my flats this morning, we've got we've got 24-hour um, reception on there at the bottom mm. of the flats. Yes, OK. And uh, I was leaving. It was like, it was quarter to seven or something like that. And as I left, the bloke, and I went, morning! And I thought, that was way too... And I, he looked at me in a, in a kind of... A, I never knew that you were. <laughs> it was so... It was one of the campiest things I've ever said. I don't know why I it brought It did sound up. a bit jaunty. I actually did a joke. Last, I liked to do jokes in my normal life as well as my professional <laughs> life. And uh, last night, my girlfriend said to me... She was reading a magazine, and she said, you know, Tracy Emin has really got my figure. And I said, oh, I wonder where it went. <laughs> and there was a slight <laughs> tension in the air, I thought. And what, what I did, though, is I, I thought maybe she didn't hear me. You know when you do a joke and they don't laugh? You think, maybe she didn't hear me. So I did it again. <laughs> oh, and she no. said, yes, I got that joke. It was a, it was a Ted's. Ted's. Can you moment. take this opportunity to say Cathy has a brilliant figure, please? She has a fantastic figure. She's like um, that Roger, not Roger Rabbit, but whatever the Oh, that's was even called. worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's enormous sort of lower back legs. Great look. And, and a Scott she's got. She's like Jessica Rabbit. Do you know what a Scott is? No. It's, that's the technical name for a rabbit's white fluffy tail. Oh, OK. A Scott. Yeah. The reason I know that is my dad once told me he went poaching and uh, this rabbit tried to run down a hole and his dad grabbed hold of the rabbit, Scott, and the rabbit kept struggling and got away and the Scott came away in his hand with, with several bits of uh, tendon and vein. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> 17 minutes past eight on a Saturday morning. If you're having uh, kidneys for breakfast, I can only apologise. <laughs> Absolute Radio. It's Saturday morning, apparently. Sure is. Um, yeah. I thought of another figure-related thing that I wanted to raise. After You know what you were saying about Cathy, that you said something about her figure? Yes. And you thought it wasn't that complimentary. A boyfriend, you know the comedian who I sometimes refer to? Yes. Um, who I went out with, who Gareth thinks is Ken Dodd, but it isn't. <laughs> I, I wish it was Ken Dodd. <laughs> so do I. Um, uh, you look like someone who's had extensive experience of a tickling stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, when the Diddy men came in that's, that's when I'd be alarmed carry on ok we were on holiday and he prodded my tummy carry on was a clue by the way yeah it was Kenneth Williams <laughs> <laughs> it was Bernard Breslau oh well, I only asked <laughs> so he prodded my tummy as if to say you've eaten quite a lot oh my goodness yeah which I thought was a bit rude but um and then I, I said, you know, I think it's... I nearly said his name then. I think it's very important to be complimentary about women's figures, and I don't think you're very nice about, you know, my figure a lot of the time. And he said, I'm always complimentary about women's bodies, but you go mental. That's, I think that's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> we had any emails yet? We haven't really asked for any subjects, have we, I suppose? Oh, yeah, we got one. We've got says, one email so far. That's the kind of show we run, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you, Neil Francis gets like 88,000, and, and uh, then Joe Russell after us gets a million. Susan Boyle sent us a chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was, it, was that emailed or just nailed to the studio door? Yeah. He threw it at the window. You can see the marks. Uh, <laughs> um, this is from Bob. <laughs> this is from Susan Boyle. She's been all morning cutting the letters out of magazines. <laughs> 
watches allowed scissors? Are you guys crazy? Didn't I say no scissors for Doyle? Carry on. Um, um, it's from Rob, and he says, Morning, Frank. I so agree with your team. Yes. That child was clearly faking oh, the tears what? and has conned the British public. <laughs> I love Rob. Rob, uh, I love you. Can I say, I don't, absolutely don't agree. I think it was a tiny little girl upset. I don't think that she has any, <laughs> I quote, conned the British public. <laughs> God, she's been lumped in with the MP expenses scandal. <laughs> she's a grifter. She's a grifter. She's, she's playing us. She's a hustler. Oh, God, she hasn't even got a moat. <laughs> oh man, poor Holly. I, what did, did you say that Esther Ranson is talking about becoming a, an MP? I think that's going to be the big, um, the big outlet now. Is celebrities going into yeah. becoming it? If you know, Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, there might be another one series, and that's mm. it. Yeah, a Cirque du Celebrité has stopped. So I think politics. Yeah, that's just going to go on and on. Um, when you went on question time somebody did say to me you should stand but I think that's because there was a very old woman next to me and I had the only seat in the room <laughs> I think you should be an MP <laughs> oh yeah I'd I be... do do you know why why because you've actually I'm not saying you are trustworthy but you've got a very trustworthy face oh god I've got a trustworthy I think my face you've got rounded an eyes and not it's true it's quite feminine in some ways and that means you're more trustworthy that's true that's why David Cameron looks more trustworthy than David Cameron doesn't look. David Cameron always looks like he's just had a shave. <laughs> he's too smooth and a bit pink. David Cameron look to me looks like he's about to balloon at any moment, <laughs> like he's just going to get massive. Oh, you don't mean jump into a basket and go off across the Alps? <laughs> well, you wish he would. I thought you were suggesting but, he looked like one of the Mongolfier brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Well, maybe you should Google it, mister. OK, I'll This show's out. educational. Don't Google it now. We're doing a radio <laughs> right. show, for goodness sake. We're not just sitting in the office. Oh, yeah, I'll start. Where's my Facebook page? For goodness sake. Well, I think we should... Have, why don't people uh, text in who they think would make a, a, a good MP, which celebrity? Mm. Who do you think? You've already um, think, announced your candidacy. I think Susan Boyle could replace Gordon Brown. No-one would even notice <laughs> she wore a suit and tie. <laughs> the hairy... I just want to say that the hairy angel is not a nice thing to call somebody. Like, they think by having angel following the word hairy... It makes the word hairy okay. Mm. It doesn't make it okay. No, you're right. Hairy is an insult. But what what could they? <laughs> I think, you know, the mad angel. The singing psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The go postal angel. <laughs> is it a coincidence, by the way, that Simon Cowell, if if you just take his initial, it spells, and his surname, it's, it spells scowl, mm. which he does quite a lot. Yes. Do you think that's ever been pointed out before I'm not in sure. Britain? I think that he took the game Simon Says far too seriously <laughs> well, and just he, went to his head. He can stop time, certainly. <laughs> I was. Uh, I went to. Well, me and Emily actually. Um, Gareth wasn't invited. We went oh. to see. Uh, we went to the National Theatre on Thursday to see the. Opening. I wouldn't have been allowed in. <laughs> no, I shouldn't think so. Uh, uh, All's well that ends well. So Shakespeare play. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, there was a kind of an after show, and I, I was introduced to this woman, and uh, she had like a sparkling top on, and the light, just as she was introduced to me, the light just sort of caught the top. So I said hello and immediately looked straight at her chest. Mm. And she wasn't low cut or anything. I just looked straight at her, and then I realised I'd done that, and I said, oh, um, so, I said, can I just say, 
I was just looking there. I looked down there. You know, I should have just left it. I said, I I looked down there because there was like, I wasn't looking at anything. I wasn't like looking at. Oh, that's nice. I wasn't looking at anything. Obviously, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't look that low. You drew attention to it. I said, no, I I was trying to make, I didn't want to think I was a pervert. So I said, I I was just looking at the sparkly. Mm. I said, I wasn't looking at your cleavage. There was no cleavage. It was a was. Oh, thanks. And I said, I wasn't. And she just looked at me and went, who are you? <laughs> I loved it. It was hilarious. And I said, um, I'm Frank. In a terrible, like I was at Alcoholics Anonymous or something. Oh, it was so tragic. Absolute radio. The emails are flooding in. Are they? Yes, um, Dom from Ballon said, David Cameron's baby teeth scare me. Has he got baby teeth? I think he... He has got slight baby teeth. Does that mean that they'll probably fall out during the course of his premiership? He's got... I like that. He's got baby teeth in a box under his bed. Mm. I seem to think now, I remember him reaching for a teething ring during <laughs> Prime Minister's <laughs> question. <laughs> Mandy reckons Alan Sugar would make a great MP. He'd I think that... Out. I think that's probably true, you know. Because mm. I met... I, I told you I met Alan Sugar. He's, he, I've never met met a man who spoke so much sort of unrestrained common sense mm. he was talking about financial advisors you, go, you know you go to a bank and they tell you where to put your money yeah. he said it's like it's exactly like exactly like if you walk past a, a bookmaker's and there was a man sitting outside on a deck chair who said <laughs> look I know a load about sport give me £100,000 and I'll, I'll put some bets on for you wow. and I just when he said it I thought that's, obviously that's so true he doesn't do that Sir Alan Matt Cotter from Glasgow said Jimmy Cranky as Hazel Blears, Ken Dodd as Chancellor, Smash Ad Martians as Backbenchers. Yeah, and we're not casting a musical <laughs> here. We're, talking, we're actually talking about MPs. Can I just, I've told this story, I think, many, but not on this show. But I phoned someone, it was in the paper that uh, about uh, Jimmy Cranky had been injured in an accident, and I said, Oh, Jimmy Cranky's got hurt. Um, he fell off a, or she fell off a, uh, a beanstalk in pantomime. <laughs> And the person said, you know, you didn't need the in pantomime part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> in what other context would you be on a beans? Anyway, sorry, carry on. And um, Jimmy Savile for the new speaker. Interesting. Now then, oh, that odd, one. Odd, 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 odd. No, it's not as good as odd, 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 odd. You're so proud of that impression. I'm very... Who's standing in for him? Do we know that? Is somebody doing it? I imagine it oh, because of the expenses yeah. scandal. He probably shouted that at his wife when she was online shopping. Sorry, <laughs> right. order, order, absolute radio. So You've I was I was at the Hay Festival. On, hey. um, the Hay Festival is not a festival um, dedicated to the Fonz. <laughs> it's, it's in Hay on Y, mm. um, which is that on, would be great though. A festival dedicated to the farms. Oh, Loads a, of people in leather jackets. It was a hot day for a leather jacket. Oh, okay. I must and say. doll jeans. Yeah, and uh, what jeans? He wore those jeans which were like doll jeans. The farms. They were really too neatly rolled up, and the denim was a weird colour. Anyway, what are they called doll jeans? You know when they put dolls in jeans. Oh, the, dolls. Yeah, doll. That's <laughs> a doll. <laughs> that sounds like something you said when you were seven with your mates. Go, Look, the Fonzie's wearing doll jeans. <laughs> I like it. I like the way doll jeans have got a... When they have a label on them, they're much too big for jeans. They haven't scaled down the label. So there's, like, jeans that would be like an A4 envelope inside, as if anyone could cope with that level of discomfort. So, yeah, I was there. It was... I'd like to live at the Hay Festival if it was, like, all the year round. It's basically tense. Um, Not tense, as in it's very tense. White tense. Structure tense. 
and uh, I, I could see then Gareth was after a pawn. I had to jump in quick. Um, and uh, these white tents, and in every one of them, there's somebody giving a talk. So I just I walked into a tent, and there was the astronomer Royal giving an hour-long talk about whether there's life on other planets. Wow. And, and then after that, I went and saw... And Robert Peston, who's the BBC's financial advisor, was telling us why the uh, recession happened. And you could just spend all day doing that, being told stuff. Does the Astronomer Royal look a bit like sort of Isaac Newton or Samuel Pepys? I imagine him having sort of lots of long, curly hair. No, and sadly. Look- <laughs> no, he was in a spacesuit. Uh, he just got back from a... He's been a, doing a bit of field study. I'll tell you what he did say, which... A lot of people might know this, I didn't, that we've all got um, atoms from old stars in us. We're made up from bits of old... When I say old stars, I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't mean Charlie stardust. Chaplin. Yeah, we are yeah, stardust. stardust. We are yeah. golden. Yeah, wow. but isn't that incredible that I've got, I've got a bit we of... We are all stars. Yeah, we're all old and decrepit stars. Well, actually, not all of us, just me. <laughs> But yeah, I was fascinated by that. But he thinks the pro- if there's life in this galaxy, mm. this, this is official statement now. Yeah. You've got to be careful what you say. Cause it might be like that Orson Welles War of the Worlds, and people think, oh no, there's life. Apparently, it was on Absolute Radio this morning. There's yeah. life on other planets. There is definitely life on other planets. He said there might be simple life, as he as he put it, um, in the <laughs> galaxy. Don't say a word. But uh, yeah, but uh, he said there won't be intelligent life. He said that's highly unlikely. And he said the, the the nearest intelligent life could be, it would take us about thirty years to get a message to him, and then thirty years to get one back. So that would mean, as he said, it would be good for a considered response, but not great for witty repartee. <laughs> Watching Britain's Got Talent, I'm not sure there's much intelligent life in Britain. Well, that's quite a social statement, isn't it? Yeah, well, Gary? that's how I roll. But I tell you what, I did get. I got given, uh, you know, these. Uh, these books, uh, I don't really want to see what who makes these it. These books, the, it, a computer, an e-book. It's okay. Called. An e-book is is a. Com- it's not one of those teddy bears from Star Wars. <laughs> an e-book is like a, it's a. Com- it's a, It looks like a book. It's got yeah, a leather cover, that. and then you can load loads of books onto it. Mm. But it's a screen, basically it's a screen. looking at. Yeah. But it's brilliant. I'm, I'm never going to buy another book. Ever. Oh, don't That's, say that. No, who needs books? Now I've got the, the e-book. You've said to me, though, there's a bookshop we both like in North London that we both go to. So that sounds really dodgy, but it's a nice bookshop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you walk in, and isn't it lovely, like, looking at the books, taking them off the shelves? You'll just have a load of rows of white machines on the shelves. No, I only need one machine. That's like saying, don't have an iPod. Because it's much better to have loads and loads of CDs all over the house. Well, right. forget the you'll never turn. Now. You'll never turn another page. No, I'll just press a button. Mm. I'll never turn another. Oh, it's such a good book! I couldn't wait to scroll down. <laughs> Is yeah, that how exactly. you do? do you scroll it's down? A, it's or a real. Does it? No, no. You press it. You click a button on the side, and then it does that. It's very like turning a page, but easier. Even that is it. Honestly, it's the future. So I was all set. I go on holiday today, so I was all set to take it away, and then it wouldn't charge. So I ended up packing my bag with loads of heavy books. So that was the end of that theory. Can I just say, Frank? Someone's written in Maggie Harper Ronald. To say, um, I agree with you all that Holly Steele is a spoiled brat. I never said that. <laughs> I'm pro Holly Steele. Who knows she can get what she wants by faking tears. <laughs> yeah, well, she's learned that pretty early. <laughs> and she likes you taking off Susan Boyle as well. Oh, that's uh, that's very sweet of her. By the way, if you want to phone us and say who you th- which celebrity should be a uh, MP, the number is eight twelve fifteen. I probably should have said that earlier. I just thought everyone, you know, look it up. Is what I think. <laughs> What am I, some sort of 
118118. Character? I think not. Absolute. Radio. Jeremy Clarkson for MP. Oh, no. Terrible idea. <laughs> no. David Attenborough? Oh, I totally agree with that. I can't stand David Attenborough. What? I'm one of, no, I can't <gasps> stand him. Right, that's the that's really put what our friendship. What kind of a human being would watch an antelope at a waterhole, right? <laughs> see a tiger coming around the corner, and and just go, oh, and he's in real trouble. I mean, <laughs> who would not go? There's a tig- tiger. Who would not? Who would not do that? Who was a human being? But oh, no, he just he says, and he's got no chance. Yeah, yeah, he's got a chance. You <laughs> shout. Throw a stone at that. Nothing. He's a happy slapper. That's what David Attenborough is. It's the circle of life. Have you not seen the Lion King? It's not the circle of life. It's the pleasure of watching something (laughs) be ripped to pieces. It's unacceptable. You could have saved one antelope. It's not going to change the planet. That's really altered my opinion of you. I'm going to have to think about this. Well, you should think about it and then alter your opinion of David Attenborough (laughs) and he's blood lost. (laughs) Simon Simon Cowell's MP. Simon Cowell, I think, would be decisive. Mm. He is right about everything. He is right about everything, but he has got a combination of a centre party and an old-fashioned American (laughs) GI crew cut, (laughs) which should not be combined. He looks like a sort of a black shredded wheat on top of his head, (laughs) which can't, surely that can't be correct. I I have to say, now, all morning I've I've defended Holly Steele, the girl who... uh, Cried. I say cried now in inverted commas. Cried. On Britain's Got Steely Talent. Steely Holly. But we got the, the telly on on silent in here because mm. we get a bit bored. <laughs> and uh, and they showed the clip of her first time round, and she was doing the the face of crying, but there was there was no her cheeks were completely dry. Dry um, as the Gobi Desert. I told you that before. You didn't believe me. <laughs> no, I didn't believe. I remembered. T- I, what I'd done is I'd kind of placed tears. That's where they her. get you, these con artists. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, she's the sort of person that could sell me real estate in Mexico. <laughs> if ten-year-olds are allowed to do that legally. Not that it would be legal, of course. Now, that has really surprised me. I like that thing that you said earlier, by the way, that um, what will Amanda Holden wear for the final? Because last night she basically came on in her pants <laughs> and, and a basque. So tonight... I, I think she might just be completely naked tonight. Maybe some she'll nice, wear nout, some I nice think. shoes. Nout. Yeah, that's what she'll wear. And Demi Moore isn't. Demi Moore was going to be. It was going to be a big thing. Of course, she was never going to come. Demi no. Moore. So she's she was not... going to borrow Simon's plane. I like the fact that she said she'd come if she could have the plane. And when he offered first class tickets, she uh, graciously declined. Is that right? Yeah. No, she's not. You know why she's not coming? Because if Susan Ball doesn't win, she's going to be the first hostage. And she Demi Moore. <laughs> it's going to be like King Comedy. Demi, Demi Moore in an arm lock with a gun to the temple saying, Do I win or does Moore get it? Absolute radio. Oh, I always feel invigorated after the news. Of course, it's a thing that, that with the news, people who perhaps who don't do radio don't know this, but that's when everybody goes to the toilet in a radio <laughs> stage because it just, not that they don't want to hear the news because you can hear it in the radio, in the toilet. But it just gives you that extra bit of time to go to the toilet and come back. So you go to the toilet, absolute radio, and there's loads of people in there. I, I, I had half a feeling that Stavros Flatley might be <laughs> in there. Wow. Um, hopefully in separate cubicles, but they weren't. They obviously haven't arrived yet. So, um, but that's what people do. And it made me think: um, if you work on Radio Three, that's an easy gig, isn't it? Because you say, "Here's Beethoven's Fifth Symphony." And then you're free for, like, an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> what a job. That's my next gig, I tell you. Mm. So, um, I told you I was at the Hay Festival. I had, um, I did one of those things where, you know, when somebody waves at you 
and you wave back, and then you realise that they were waving to someone just behind oh, you and not awful. to you. Well, I did it once, and I let it. I tried to get away with it, like I was just like exercising my arm, <laughs> yeah. and then I did it oh, completely. No. Sep- I did it again, honestly, about twenty minutes after the completely different person. So this time, I stopped them and I said, "I'm sorry, I was only waving at you because I thought you were waving at me." And I think if you're um, a, let's call it a celebrity... A non-muggle. People think, yeah, well, who do you... Do you think everybody, you know, the world just evolves around you? Obviously, I knew it didn't, having seen the Astronomer Royals talk. Um, that was one of the things I asked. <laughs> but, Does uh, the world really revolve around me? But it's, it's a really... Oh, man, I hate that when you Oh, wait. it's horrible. Yeah. I had a horrible experience at the GQ Awards once. And a friend of mine, who was a journalist, Simon, was over the other side of the room. So I was waving manically at him. And James Nesbitt, oh, from yeah. Cold Feet, was standing in front of him. So he starts waving back at me. Oh, dear. I didn't know what to do. So then, And then he walked over to me. Oh, right. And he went, you all right? How you doing? Did he think it was a chat-up wave? I don't know. I went, <laughs> Is that what women do? No woman's ever done that to me. Wave. All oh, these women that can just wave you into bed. <laughs> That's wow. weird. It was I, weird. Actually, I don't know if this was a deliberate joke, but I was once in a restaurant with Emily, and she said to me, how do you wave? So I said, well, just, and I just demonstrated, of course, <laughs> the waiter came over. <laughs> and I still don't know if it was a prank or not. It was very good if it was. I completely fell for it. It wasn't a prank. Another thing that happened, now here's an odd thing. I, over the years, I've developed a skill, which for me is a very important life skill. And I'll give you an example. I was at the Hay Festival and a guy in an Oxfam t-shirt, I mean a, a t-shirt with Oxfam on, not like a bionic woman t-shirt, it's a bit grubby and smells of mothballs, mm. and he came over and he said oh, nice to meet you, I'm um, from, from Oxfam and uh, we're doing this thing where we want celebrities to go around schools and speak to kids about the importance of reading and, and blah 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 and he said I wonder if you'd be interested in having a chat but you know, he might possibly do it and I said no and he <laughs> he just looked at me like, honestly like I'd punched him in the stomach and it, mm. there's a lot of this I think if you say no to something anything people think you're a really bad person and I think being able to say no is very, you just, very important you just didn't want to do that I didn't want thing. to do it I could have said you're not saying everyone should always say no to Oxfam no I'm not <laughs> saying that for a second although I am a cathode man myself but I don't want to set this up as a rivalry by any <laughs> means um, but I you shouldn't the, be scared of saying no. No, though. it's important, because I could have said to him, well, you know, what it is my number, speak to my agent, or, yeah, I'll have a chat to you, and then I could have avoided him. All the sort of things people do, but I just said, no. I've only a- just started saying it. My therapist helps yeah, me Yeah, I've say heard it. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not before time, can I just say that? <laughs> I, was in, I, I was in Camden in, uh, um, one day, and um, I got a kebab. And I was I was eating this kebab, and there, and this lady came to me. And it, sometimes in Camden, you don't know whether someone is just um, a normal person or whether they're a, a beggar person. Um, yeah, because they dress. There's a because, sort of a homeless chic that yes, people wear. But sometimes people are dressed kind of quite poshly, but then you notice they've got no shoes on. Yes. And but she said to me, I was eating the kebab, and she said, "Oh, that looks nice. Can I have a bite?" And and because you're not allowed to say no, I kind of paused and thought. Well, what, what, and then I realised, no, in that situation, it's okay to just say no. Well, a, a tramp asked me, <laughs> can you still say tramp? I think they were yeah. called tramps then. I was on um, New Street Station in Birmingham and I was eating a burger, and a tramp said to me, can I have a bite of that? <laughs> and I said, you've got enough food between your teeth to keep us both going for a week. 
And, and I think it's that kind oh of God. more straightforward <laughs> approach that helps to, to lift people. Absolute Radio. Izzy Sooty has joined us in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Izzy. Uh, it's lovely to see you. Um, can I start by saying you're on tonight at the Soho Theatre? Yeah, aren't that's you? Right. Just in case you didn't know. Yeah, no, it's good to remind <laughs> me. It's pretty early. I don't need to think, oh, nice quiet night in, watch Britain's Got Talent <laughs> final, and then suddenly, nine o'clock, think, oh, my God. I know. I'm so jealous, actually, of everyone that can watch it. No, well, I, I can't watch it as well, because I've got to fly all the way to Greece and sit around. Do you want me to text you the around. results? Oh, yeah, please. Text. Okay. And if, there's, uh, if there is any bloodshed, if you could, if you could <laughs> add that to the, to the text. Well, if Susan Boyle doesn't win, I'm going on a rampage. Are you? Yeah. I Where are you going to go? We're going to hold it to that. I can imagine a Gareth rampage <laughs> yeah. would involve some biscuits being broken. Yeah, go down to Costa. <laughs> it would just be like Holly Steele. <laughs> I want to start again! <laughs> Holly Steele, I don't think she could ever do radio because she'd never get the headphones over those giant-sized oh, jugs. Crying, When I say jugs, I mean about her ears. Oh, dear oh, me. Oh, my God, what's happened? Quarter past nine. Yeah, yeah the fact that she's had quite a lot of work time <laughs> overnight to try and win the show. <laughs> Is it? Uh, is it? Um, it's it's lovely to see you. So uh, so the show is, is the tickets for tonight. Is it worth telling people how brilliant? It well, is? you know what, I haven't um, been checking ticket sales because well, I if was people like, I can't get know. in, they could just kind of hang around outside like people do at big football matches. There'll be a big screen in Leicester Square. I'm yeah, guessing. exactly. I would hope so. So this Not is your in between. This is your because the last time you were on, uh, actually you weren't on. I, I was speaking to you and we were talking about whether you were going to go to Edinburgh or not. And you weren't keen, and your manager was pressuring you. He Who was. Won? He, I won. Ah. Well, Peep Show won because it cla- the filming schedule clashes. So I was looking for a reason not to go to Edinburgh because I just wanted to give it a miss this year. And then they went, "We need you for Peep Show." And I was so like, you're doing more Peep Show? Yes. Oh, brilliant! So I've got to read through after this, and then uh, we start well, rehearsing immediately after. Uh-huh, this. At ten o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I like. I really like read throughs are the best part of any scripted thing because because yeah. you, you got the you don't have to remember anything, which I think is great. And you can have loads of biscuits. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's true. But do people laugh at a read-through? When you sit and read the Peep Show script? Yeah, they do laugh, but um, also there's always, like, make-up people there and crew there and stuff, and they don't necessarily laugh, and you think, oh, no, I'm not funny. But actually they're just thinking about, like, what angle they're going to do it from. Or, it's you know. very weird, that, but I've got... Um, I've got friends who are uh, makeup people, and, and they honestly say stuff like, uh, "Oh yeah, I saw that uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I I, I thought um, the cost, the girls' costumes, they just were." And you realise they watch the whole film from a costume point of view. That's no, I know it's mad. It's crazy. So, so you're doing Peep Show. That's the next thing. Mm, that's the next thing. I'm doing a Radio Four show as well called Lawrence and Gus Hearts and Minds and we're recording that at the moment that's like a sketch show with songs in it and um, that's you writing and performing yeah as well. that's right you are a multi-talent and you and you work on skins as well I do work on skins a very old fashioned method Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh. So what do you do on Skins? Because I'll tell you why I asked this. I've never seen Skins because it's kind of young people, I always think. We've and got friends in Skins, though. Well, David Baddiel's been in Skins. Yeah, they? and Harry and, and, and Yeah, they have really David's wife, David's partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't watch it because I think it's a youth programme and it feels unsavoury. A man of my age sitting watching stuff like that. Yes. But... Um, 
It, uh, it says on a list of all of your many jobs, um, comedy consultant for skins. Yeah. Now, I like the idea of being a comedy... <laughs> and what does that entail? Well, it sounds really grand, but it's just like... Um, there's a lot of writers on skins, so there's often like 15 to 18 of us in a room um, with a whiteboard kind of going, this can happen, no, this can happen. Um, so I just suggest comedy ideas, basically. And um, are, they, are they all young, all the people that write on it? A lot of them are young. There are a couple of people your age, though. Are there? Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you mean Frank's not young? (laughs) I think that I'm I'm okay with that. They they offer a sort of historical perspective. (laughs) If there's a World War Two flashback. Which I don't know if there's been one of them in, in Skins. Probably not. I think I'm probably thinking of Goodnight Sweetheart. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up. Well, they're very similar, Frank. <laughs> so, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with your work, you see, I mean, as, I mean, as a stand-up... I, actually, are you called a stand-up? I'm, <laughs> yeah. Because there'll so. be people that have seen you on Peep Show but don't know that you do live stuff, maybe. So, if we came to see you tonight, yeah. for example... I can't because I'm an oldie increase, as you know. What, what, what kind of thing would we get... It's, I do songs mostly, I play the guitar, and they're things that come out of my head. So sometimes, I suppose they could be categorised as off the wall, but I don't think that, because oh. it's my head, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you have a beautiful voice, if I may say so. Thank you very much. Um, you are the hairless angel. <laughs> I'm guessing. Obviously, I'm Can guessing. Can you imagine if no one had seen Britain Got Talent and they were like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Do you know what, even uh, if they have seen it, it's quite weird. They pro- they, I think they probably think that anyway. Now, you got into um, comedy in kind of an odd way, didn't you? You're, you yeah. Had, you had a moment. Yeah, I just... Um, I was doing the songs for ages. When I was at school, I used to write songs to try and pull lads... Does that work? I've never heard of a sort of musical chat-up line. It's like green sleeves, isn't it? That would work for you and (laughs) no one else. (laughs) Because I fancy Henry VIII. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah. Well, he wrote that for you then, effectively, didn't he? Um, I um, I used to get commissioned in, like, suites and mini baby bells and stuff like that when I was about 11 or 12 to write songs for lads at school. And then I know, and then I'd teach it to my mate and I'd play guitar on it, but she'd sing it. I would have written it. What and kind of... Was it the Nina Conti stage school you went to? <laughs> it was just an ordinary school. Yeah, it was just an ordinary school, yeah. So where would it... You'd approach... You'd have a guitar, presumably. Yeah, so I had the guitar. So she'd point him out and then um, we'd write down facts about him, like the colour of his hair and his eyes and, like, a couple of facts about his personality. Mm. And then I'd write the song. Sometimes it would be a duet. If Because one time we fancied two best friends called Tim and Dan. So we wrote a song for both of them with us singing different lines about each of them. But generally it was just for one boy. And then we used to record <laughs> it, like have a recording session onto cassette tape. And then we used to put it in their bags while they were in assembly, kind of anonymously. Did they know you? It was you had they yeah. commissioned you to write it? Well, the friends had. The, oh, okay. the boys just ran a mile. And did it, did it work, though? I no, was... it really didn't. I mean, at best, they thought that we were a bit mental and kind of needed a hug, but that was it. Well, I, I mean, I think... I was going to think... Well, you know, I'd be quite... Fl- I was going to think. I didn't think it in the end. I, <laughs> I thought better of it. I, I It'd be quite flattering, but if you're all across the playground a, a different boy every couple of days I yeah, don't suppose it is because you'd be you'd be you and your wandering troubadour chat up lines had become a feature of the school that's it we moved on quite quickly when there was no reaction we were like oh well it didn't work on him let's look for another one so did it ever work it never worked oh do you think it would work now 
Well, I think it probably would work now, but now, now you've got a bit of a celebrity, almost anything would work, I think. That's what I think. Is it? Also, you've gone into a very beautiful woman, like if I may much. say so. Moonlight becomes you, it goes with you. <laughs> See, it doesn't work. Absolute radio. So, uh, is it your show tonight? Is at the Solo Theatre. What time is it at? It's 8 o'clock, 8 till 8.55. And, and there might, I think there might be a few tickets left, I don't know. So, let, I, you should really go, because I've seen Izzy live, and she's very, very apart from being very funny, which obviously is pretty essential for a comic. The audience kind of loves you, if you know what I mean. Which is, it's a special gift, isn't it? Thank you very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's real, there's love in the room, and and I like that. So, um, yes. What was I going to say next? I'll tell you what I was going to say next. It's about child and ambition, isn't it? Partly. Yeah, it is. It's about what I wanted to be when I was a kid versus what I've ended up being. Um, and it's not that because we had a phone in about it last week and there was people who wanted to be like I wanted to be a cowboy and uh, a bloke found in who wanted to be a beaver when he was a kid. And, a beaver? Yeah. yeah. Gareth wanted to be a preacher. Emily wanted to be a professor of sweeties. You know, obviously a very common one. So what, what, was, what was you? I wanted to be a princess or an albino. Um, but I'm not inherently Bino. racist. The albino thing was because I wanted to dye my hair all the colours of the rainbow but not have to bleach it first because uh-huh. it would go out of condition Very if practical. I bleached it. Mm. Yeah. The perk of being an albino. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say the lighter side of being an albino, but you can't get much light. Well, that's that's a great... Um, but can one become an albino? No, I don't think so. I was really angry with my mum for ages that wasn't an albino. You know, in that way that when you were a kid you sort of go... I could have been anything, but I came out as a girl. How boring. You know, you think there's endless <laughs> Yeah, I used to shout options. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I could have been anything. Why aren't I an albino? It must be difficult for a parent. They must, you know, sat around thinking, can I, you know, can I, know, I do anything? I know, it must anything? be awful. But <laughs> I asked some of my mates what, what they wanted to be. My mate, One of my mates wanted to be a tramp because she thought it was to do with trampolining. <laughs> I, lo- I just love that logic. It's like the beaver thing, isn't it? Why couldn't I have been a beaver? Why am I a human? Yeah, but surely you'd check out what a tramp was before you went all the way down the career road. <laughs> we just what? had a text and email in, I still want to be a beaver. Oh, it's that yeah. person. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, sorry, I spoke in the past tense, thinking that's something that had, that had gone by. Exactly. Oh, that, that, that's tremendous. Now, I... I remember you telling me a story, and I'd like you to share this with the public. Um, you, when you did your exams at school, is that you had um, you were under a lot of pressure? Yeah. Now we all felt that I think when we did our exams, but I've never known anyone who re- responded quite the way you did. Um, I was walking across a bridge in Matlock Park where I grew up. That was probably about twenty twenty five foot off the river and um, I felt under immense pressure I've been sympathising with everyone on Britain's Got Talent and um, one of my mates said I'll give you a quid if you jump off the bridge and it was raining so I thought the water was really deep so I was like alright I'm going to do it because that's what I'm like if someone says <laughs> I'll give you a quid I just go yeah alright I'll do it are you? worth knowing <laughs> carry on <laughs> um, and um, so I just climbed up onto the railings and then counted to three and jumped oh my god I know um, but because it was raining I couldn't see the bottom of the river but actually it was incredibly shallow so I basically landed on the bone of my ankle um, oh. I know and I had bright red hair at the time and it all went in front of my eyes and I put my head up and I was like I've gone blind I can only see red <laughs> and I realised it was just my hair so <laughs> you thought you'd become an albino <laughs> yeah yeah be careful what you wish for finally my ambition <laughs> uh, but and then I couldn't walk because my um, foot was lodged between two massive rocks and um, I had to have my I, I'd broken my ankle so I had to have it in plaster but oh. I couldn't What's admit what I'd done in there? I feel 
feel that there should be a bedstead and a <laughs> bike. Be, yeah, and but a there pram. Wasn't. There was <laughs> nothing. <laughs> just what, a, what a very fine river you chose. Then. That a, was lucky. A, a very lonely That's girl. a horrible... So how long was that... You were in plaster for? So I was in plaster for six weeks, and um, I, I couldn't tell my mum what I'd done, because... I knew she'd think she'd just kill me so I was like oh Dave McDonald pushed me in the duck pond um, who was just this guy at school but then I got into massive trouble for lying then at the hospital they took me into a room and said was it suicide and I was like well it was a very high bridge you know (laughs) I was gonna yeah yeah but Dave McDonald is still in care Exactly, no. it's traumatised. as a violent child. Absolutely. Oh, that could have been a terrible story. Yeah. That is, it's, 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 a, it's got a horrible sadness about it, that thing. I know, but the good thing is that I was going out with a skateboarder at a time called Dave Rogers. There's only lads called Dave in Matlock. <laughs> he carried me home, but well, he pushed me home on his skateboard, so I sat on his skateboard oh. and he pushed me all the way home. I know. Um... But yeah, I, I had my leg in plaster. Would for six an ambulance weeks. have been better though? <laughs> <laughs> well, it did go. Nina, Nina. Okay. It's quite cute, the trouble actually. is with Dave, so it's only got the lights on it. I said get the lights and the siren. Yeah, exactly. I'm care. staying here until you get him. Absolute radio. Izzy Sooty still with us uh, with her strange tales. And, uh, she hasn't got it. any tails. No. And I'd like to say, you called her the hairless angel, and she has got hair. <laughs> she has got People hair, People are yeah. going to be turning up to see her. Oh, yeah. She's I got hair in all the right yeah, places. I never, th- I never thought of that, actually. I was, it wasn't very observational of me. <laughs> so, so our theatre tonight, and you're also playing the Wimbledon Theatre soon. Yeah, I'm playing the Wimbledon Theatre on the 30th of June with my friend Gavin Osborne, who does uh, shows with Daniel Kitson, live shows, and he's brilliant. Okay. So we've started doing duets together. We've got one about me and him going to bingo, but he's P. Diddy. Like, me and P. Diddy going on a date to bingo, basically. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's the Wimbledon <laughs> Theatre. I, I think the Wimbledon Theatre is one I once did a gig there, and the bloke who sort of was like the janitor or whatever said to me, oh, you're in a bit of luck tonight, so we've put you in the Anushka Hempel room. <laughs> Really? And there was a room named after Anushka Hempel, which, if, if, if any of you don't know, used to be an actress, and now I think is a hotelier. Yeah, she's a designer and, and hotelier. The only difference between it and the others was it had, it had a pink satin curtain around the sink, which covered the pipes underneath. So that, because <laughs> Anushka, she's not, she's not into plumbing. I think so. Look out for that. I will. I would. She's probably never even been in that room, but they put the curtain up anyway. Well, I think I've got the right theatre. I think, and if if you don't get the Anushka, I should take it as a personal slight. Don't let Gavin have it. I'm going to ask for that now. I'm going to ask. So what do you? So when you work on uh, Peep Show, you don't write Peep Show. You just you just no, just yeah. That must be lovely, isn't it? Because whenever I've done things, when I've just had to do other people's words, it just seems easy. Yeah, it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Because you're not doing everything yourself, and it's such a laugh. It really is. Because a lot of the crew have worked on it since the beginning, so everyone knows each other really well. And um, David and Rob are very nice. Who are in it? Um, My mum wants me to get together with David Mitchell, but um, yeah. Yeah, she's she's vying for it actually. But he's a nice bloke. He's not a looker, is he? Oh, I think that would be quite nice. Do you? Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe I'll I'll write a song about David Mitchell oh, for yeah. you. Well, you <laughs> then we can. Oh, David Mitchell, <laughs> you look a bit like one of those baby birds that used to fall out of nests. How much <laughs> would you t- charge me to write something <clears throat> like that? Well, my my usual write is about twenty grand. Is I'm it? Be straight with you. Would you drop it for me? <laughs> I'd drop I'd drop anything for you. Could I give you a courgette? <laughs> well. <laughs> Easy. Can I remind you that it's only nine? I wasn't even. No, I just I know. meant. I know you weren't. I never even went down that road. Not for one second. Well, I went down that road, but. 
You know, it's, I, I can't stop thinking about the fact that Britain... It's terrible. The FA Cop <laughs> file is on today. That's not even entered my the thoughts. What? Yeah. The exactly. What? The FA Cop file has, been, has paled into comparison. It'd be good that. if it could combine the two in some way, wouldn't it? Like, the ones who went out first and Britain's Got Talent had to play in the FA Cup final today. Well, there'll be tears, of course. I mean, well, you know when teams get relegated? I know yeah. my football team got relegated, so I can speak light-heartedly about this. And they cut to fans in the crowd crying. I often think they're doing a bit of a, a, bit of a holy steal. <laughs> Because can we start again? I, I think, yeah, I think, exactly, can we start the season <laughs> But if you look at them, I think they often know they're on camera and they think, oh, I'll look really gutted and dramatic. And they're, they're not as phony as her, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Molly. Oh, I've not even Holly. seen this and I feel so sorry for her. Yeah, well, they Yeah, they, you wait till you see it, Izzy. Really? Yeah, it'll be another story then. Anyway, Izzy, it's been beautiful speaking to you. Lovely to see you. Good luck with the show tonight. Thank and, you. Um, and give my love to everyone at Peep Show. I will do. Especially Baby Bird, <laughs> David Mitchell. Absolute Radio. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm flying off to, uh, to Greece is what I'm going to do. I've never been to Greece before. Oh, you'll like it. My only real experience of it is Stavros Flat. <laughs> so Hang around, because match... they're coming in. They can tell you, they can give you some tips. Yeah, uh, good. And, uh, yeah, the, I want to see them, but I, you know, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to press them for information. And Gareth is also going to be off. Yeah, because going to be away. And you've got a very special reason. I mean, mine's just a holiday, but what is yours, Gareth? Uh, well, I'm having a baby, or my wife is having a baby. So I'm taking a holiday into parenthood. Well, you're going away, or uh, <laughs> you're going away for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Combat. The mess will be cleared up. Everything will be sorted. It's gonna be you're going away you with know, the lads. It'll have been wiped and put in clothes, and everything will have been lovely. Yeah. So when when does she actually? When does that happen? Well, um, uh, she's due on the fifth of June, but I think they're late. Sometimes first ones. Which I think is, you know, a very bad start. I'm so excited, it's like an absolute baby. Can we bring it in and have it in the studio sometimes? Oh, I I think so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Do you think? I'd like the idea of the absolute baby. Yeah. (laughs) The absolute baby sounds like something that's been carefully genetically designed. That's what worries me about it. The absolute baby. Its first words are elbow. I think Britain's Got Talent has blinded us to the negative points of exploiting children. (laughs) Yeah. And we're running into this. I'll tell you who I'm going to miss most tonight. The man who who claims that he sings like a saxophone. That's, now, peop- now, if people are tuning in now, they think, oh, God, they've got a saxophone in the studio. <laughs> yeah, trust me, they won't think that, Frank. Yeah, I like that. And so that means I'm going to be on my own. You're not going to be on your own, are you? We You've got would, some fantastic people in with you. Dave Gorman, the very brilliant Dave yeah, I like Gorman, him. will be sitting in my chair. He'll mm. be in Dad's chair. And in my chair, we're yes. going to have Jimmy McGee. Well, it, Jimmy McGee's a very funny comic. He is, he's, I've, he's yeah, I've worked with But it's going to be like a supply teacher. What about if I play up to them? Well, you'll be the one, you'll be saying stuff like, oh, yeah, the tea, you get the tea over there. You'll be like, you know when people are really familiar with the place and they show off a bit? And when you got come back, I'll go, oh, it was so funny. Oh, no, sorry, it was when Dave and Jimmy yeah, exactly. were here. Um, yes, yeah. i got all that to look forward to. So how long are you away good. for? How long does it take to have um, a baby nowadays? I think I'm away three weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I won't miss you all, can I just say that? And But we'll be back for ages after um, because we've decided we're going to stay at Absolute Radio because we like it so much. What a laugh we have on this show. So those of you who listened to us for the first uh, three months as a team, thank you very much. And um, we'll all be back soon. Next week, Dave Gorman, Jimmy McGee, 
and Emily will be here. How exciting is that? Uh, Joe Russell will be up in a minute. This is Franz Ferdinand. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com for car insurance prices that'll blow you away. Get a life. Get Swift Cover at SwiftCover.com. Absolute Radio.